And and that that can also be difficult for the 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 pressure put on the on the elder or the pastor or the ministry leader when they realize their kids are, you know, they've done all they can, but their kids are just acting out. And and you know, and that's when we as a church or as, as a church family, instead of being judgmental, come alongside, you know, and say, hey, yes. how can I pray, pray for you? And how can I support you? And these kind of things, instead of pointing the finger like, well, you're just a bad parent. Hey, welcome to Whitefields Community Church Sermon Extra. Great to have you with us once again this week. I'm here with Pastor Jason, myself, Pastor Mike. Hey, it seems like we're playing, uh, you know, musical chairs here. You never know who's going to be sitting in these chairs from week to week at the moment. But uh, yeah, we we uh, we're back in our series, uh, Equip for for Serving, as we've been looking at Paul's letter to Timothy, the pastoral letters, of the, as he's been called, First and Second Timothy and, and Titus, some of Paul's uh, last letters that he actually wrote from prison in Rome. And so we found ourselves looking at chapter three. And so if you uh, missed any of that, whitefieldschurch.com, get over there and you can download it. And of course, any of your favorite streaming platforms, we are on YouTube and Facebook and uh, Spotify, Google podcast platforms. And if you would, please, you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe, like, rate and review if you can. Any way that you interact with this content um, really just helps boost it up in the the almighty algorithm that controls all <laughs> in uh, cyberspace. And, you know, when people are asking these questions, like they want to know what, what are the qualifications for an elder? What is an elder? What is a deacon as we studied this week? What is a pastor? What are, what are some of the expectations and things like that? Um, you, you know, it'll just show up in their search and we'll be able to provide Christ-centered and gospel-centered answers to these questions. And uh, so I was honored to give this message. It was, uh, you know, very, very interesting to, you know, there's a reason why many of these, many times we save these types of letters, these pastoral letters, you you hear about them at ministry conferences or at <laughs> pastor's conferences yeah, right. because it says a lot of technicalities. And so... You know, it was, uh, but as you studied through this passage, you realized that, you know, as I said on Sunday, that, um, you know, pastors, elders, deacons, ministry leaders, they're just like everyone else, but more so, that we're all called to these um, qualifications and characteristics, and that character really mattered, and that was the name of our, our, our study, Character Matters, and that applies to to all of us, you know, and I think a couple people talked to me that that really meant something to them, like they, they were they were kind of welcoming in, you know, many times, oh, I'm not an elder, so I'll just skip through these chapters, but they were able to, to really connect with that particular mm-hmm. part of the message, and um, some of the things we didn't get to get into is just some of the technical things just didn't have time on Sunday morning. But, um, you know, when we just we can talk about those here at the front end and then I wanted to get to more one of more exciting topics of PKs, pastors, kids. That seemed to kind of uh, yeah. struck some nerves, rang some bells, you know, with some folks. They really wanted to talk about pastors, kids, That's which right. we, we talked about. We'll 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 get there. So you're going to have to sit through this uh, this first technical part. But we wanted to talk about the Greek words that um, Paul uses, and he seems to use them interchangeably. So we have episkopos, which is uh, 
which is where we get um, Episcopal, or that's where we get the word bishop from. So, or mm-hmm. or, or overseer, right? Or well, no, overseer. And then this presbyter, which is the other Greek word that Paul seems like in Titus chapter one, he seems to use those interchangeably. And um, you know, it is just like what I, you know. You've probably seen this. Like sometimes people kind of divide this out, you know, and like yeah, you know, yeah. you have different. Yeah, you, you end up with, uh, and I, I think it's, uh, you have this history, and it, it's different depending on the denomination, right. on if this is divided out or, or if it's kept the same. And you get that a lot with different denominations. And oftentimes, the older and bigger the denomination, it seems that they've divided these out, and they need these positions. You know, for example, if you, you have pastors, and then you have, well, you have this massive denomination who's you have to divide up the groups of pastors somehow and so they they tend to uh pull out you know um different like bishop you know out of that uh uh, out of those greek names we kind of come out with the latin and then we kind of come up with these names but um we we divide them up and they need a name for that position and so they they pull these greek names and, and move them into latin and then move them into english and we come up with these names and uh but is that really what Paul is talking about when he uses those names? Is he using them interchangeably or is he using them as separate positions? And that's kind of where the debate is. And it's a good debate. Yeah. And, and you've seen uh, different uh, traditions will divide those those things out. And then that's how you kind of identify who's the bishop of, you know, they kind of, I guess we've, we've uh, given more importance to to the certain words that we decided, though mm-hmm. it seems like Paul just kind of, once he's calling them an overseer, the next he's calling them a bishop, the next he's calling them an elder, as we would yeah. call it, but we've kind of divided up. And then you throw in poemen, which is the word we, we Greek word we have for pastor, yeah. you know, on top of that. And so, um, it, yeah, it, it's very interesting too, <laughs> uh, as I look through these passages that, that wait a second, I think was Paul, is that something Paul really was doing? And so I think that that's really the key though. What is Paul's intention there? Is Paul's intention to create different positions out of this one small passage? And, you know, our our tradition is that no, I mean, he's talking about the same thing. He's using the same word or two different words interchangeably to describe the elder uh, and his roles. And, uh, that's that's our tradition is that it, yeah he's he's talking about the same thing same thing same thing yeah I know it's very very interesting I didn't want to necessarily get into the weeds and people like turn off <laughs> I think at one point <laughs> yeah. in the sermon I did say I feel like we're at Bible college right now so we kind of as dive, eyes glaze over yeah as eyes glaze over <laughs> we dive in but it's important I think I love doing word studies and I think yeah. it's important to dive into these words because words are that's the way we communicate and and it's important to understand and and get back to what was the original intent of, of, and who was Paul writing to? What was his intention? What were his original listeners, you know, what, what would they have heard? And then what are we hearing, you know, 2000 plus years later? So that's just, I, you know, my exhortation for anybody, when you come across these kind of things, dive into it, find out why, you know, why it's happening. And, and the other thing we just want to talk about, just kind of, I think it's important just to reiterate that idea of deacons. We, 
We got to that passage in the chapter uh, of chapter three, verse eleven. It says, "There are wives, but in uh, in the ESV, uh, likewise must be dignified, not slanderers." And and it was the idea of 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 whether women can be deacons as well, or whether there's a, a he's referring to their wives, as some translations, and or whether there are the whole third separate group. And so we kind of divided it into three. Three ones, the first one being kind of the most accepted, I think, among Christian traditions, and that is that he is referring to the wives, mm-hmm. and because uh, it actually, he, but that word there is not there, you know, it actually right, says right. women. And this is another thing that we talked about on Sunday uh, a little bit is that word deacon is can be mean servant or it can mean. Uh, uh, deacon. I mean, it can be that messenger or errand or 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 somebody who waits on tables. Or mm-hmm. it has these yeah. different meanings based on on the 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 context. And the same thing with the word for for uh, um, gune, which is the word for wife mm-hmm. or woman, yeah. depending on the context. Totally different from <laughs> goonies. Gune. Yeah. <laughs> Gune. Yeah. yeah, I have to polish up on my Greek. Gune. Yeah. So Yeah, so like you know, like with Phoebe, are, is he saying Phoebe is a servant or is he saying Phoebe is a, a deaconess? It's the same word. It's it's a good debate. Yeah, and it's a context, you know. Yeah. And what was she doing? She was a messenger. She was yeah, Paul's absolutely. messenger of the letter that he yeah. asked her to deliver. And in the context, she's also you can tell that she was highly esteemed and highly thought of mm-hmm. as as you know that Paul had the highest respect for her in a sense that he he placed this great responsibility upon her. So there is this yeah. sense that yeah, she was somebody who had a leadership role within within the church. At what level that was, we don't know. We but don't know, but, but yeah. it seems like the what Paul had the kind of respect he had given her. You could take that away. So that's why some translators said she was a deacon or a deaconess. And mm-hmm. and, um, and so you know the the first school of thought, of course, was that he's talking about their wives, and the reason is is because. You know, verses eight through um, eight through ten, he gives qualifications for deacons, and then eleven, he's now referring to their wives, maybe, and then twelve through thirteen, he continues with qualifications for deacons, and so uh, people uh, just kind of say, well, the, the train of thought seems to think, well, now he's referring to their right. wives, and and uh, but then of course the main pushback was that was that um, there's no. Uh, no qualification for elders' wives. Why didn't Paul say right. to the elders' wives? And and so, or is this? You know, some some commentators have said that actually Paul is writing about elders' wives here as well. Yeah, yeah, right. So there is, you know, there's that idea, but it's it's not clear because the our you know the English translators and translators of the Bible have put that word in there to to you know bring clarity, but I'm not necessarily. Sure, it actually brings yeah. clarity. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the difficulty. You're, you're translating a language that people speak today, but not in the same way. way yeah. You know, it's like saying, well, we speak English today, but not the same way Shakespeare did. No. Or, you know, uh, Richard the Lionheart, you yeah. know, or, um, but, you know, we, a, a great example of this is, um, I've heard there's, you know, a lot of school of thought on this, uh, is, do you use the word, does Paul use the word uh, gune consistently the same way throughout the entire letter, or is he switching back and forth between wife and, and uh, woman because of the same word? Mm. And so, you know, if, you, if he uses it consistently, then 
yeah, he's talking about deaconesses. But if he's can if he's going back and forth between wives, then yeah, then he's talking about two different things. I mean, it's a it's a good debate that I don't think will ever land this side. Yeah, of Yeah, many many books on both sides of that topic. Yeah, many know. very intelligent yeah. people yeah. land on both yeah. sides of that topic. So, and that's the second school of thought would be that it's a third separate office, deaconess, yeah. and and some say. They kind of refer to uh, Phoebe, but some translations actually use the feminine deaconess. Some use just the word deacon, mm-hmm. and some call her servant. So again, you have yeah. you know very smart people, all Greek scholars, looking right. at the same context and coming up with three different versions. And then the third is that he's actually speaking to women and including them within the office of deacon and saying right. women likewise be dignified, not slanderers, but sober-minded, yeah. including them within that um, that group of people. And, uh, you know, so wherever you fall on that that topic. But, you know, here at Whitefields, we discussed that we, we have ministry leaders. We don't necessarily have the office of deacon, yeah. uh, but we, we hold our ministry leaders, our elders, and everybody to the highest standards that are laid out here. Yeah, and ministry us. leaders can be women here. And ministry leaders yeah. here can and, and are women here and, and, and teach at every level here at the church. And so, um, so, but now let's get to our fun topic after we've <laughs> gone through the weeds and discussed all the Greek terminology, PKs. And I asked this question on Sunday. It was kind of funny. I, I wasn't necessarily um, thinking I was going to get that much response. I, my, my first question was like, who knows what a PK is? And like a ton of people threw up their hands and then who is a PK? And I saw a few hands sheepishly go up and, yeah, you let's know, let's say what a PK is for those that may not yeah, know. So a PK is a pastor's kid. And, um, so you, you know, actually a pastor's kid. Yeah. I'm married <laughs> to a pastor's kid. So, so tell us a few things right. about about pastor's kids. We're just going to talk about, because, you know, there's a lot, that's a loaded word, PK. It's it's come over the years, the decades to, to you know, there's a lot of baggage attached to PKs. And, you know, and, uh, you know, discussing this with you, I realize you, you know, it, for for good measure. So 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 tell yeah. me, who, who do you know is a PK? Yeah, my my <laughs> wife is a PK, and I remember when I first met her, we were dating. She said, uh, "I will never marry a pastor," and here I am. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <as a> pastor. <laughs> Boy, that didn't work. That didn't work so, out. So yeah, she. Uh, my wife has had uh, some great experiences and some really bad experiences being a PK, and um, it's really nothing to do with her dad. Her dad was a great pastor, you know, and and uh, still is a great man, but it was more of people viewed her since she was a pastor's kid as a, she calls it goody goody. Mm -hmm. And so she would be viewed as that. And so she would act out in ways that she didn't want to be perceived as that. So she would, you know, well, I'll smoke the cigarette because I don't want to be perceived as a goody goody, you know, as she's turning green, you know, as she's smoking that cigarette, (laughs) you know, but uh, so she would act out. She was pretty good kid though, but I know some pastor's kids that were a little on the alternative side of things. For example, uh, one specifically was on the skateboard scene and the church really shunned him and tried to pressure him into being the perfect kid because he's the pastor's kid. And so they seem to think a lot of times the church pressures them and they think that he needs to be the model boy. And he really pushed back on that because of um, the pressure and he ended up just rebelling and going the opposite direction. 
that and um, oftentimes you'll see that. And that's really what you get when you think of PK. You think of like this little rebellious kid half the time or you think of an angel. It's never in between usually. Um, and so my wife was often the little angel who sometimes did dumb things. But then you have this other one who uh, his dad oftentimes was, you know, not present because his his heart, of the, the father's heart was with the church all the time. Literally, he was there. And so he had no supervision. He was always ostracized and he ended up leaving the church and never coming back. So it's, there's a lot of tragedy in PK stories, but there's yeah. a lot of good things. Yeah, no, I, I, I resonate with that one because my kids, you know, we, you know, I've been involved in the ministry, you know, on going on 25 years now and they grew up you know, in church there, you just drag them around and you're on stage, you know, and my wife, Monica, she's many times on stage with me and the kids are just running around, you know, and you're just like hoping they don't get into stuff. And, but they do have that sense. I mean, I guess in a sense they do become a bit more self, um, uh, how do you taking care of themselves a little bit more self-sufficient, a little bit like that. Uh, but it is a different, uh, world when, when your parents are in ministry and you're, and it's a public kind of setting, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and there's expectations and then there are expectations of you. And, uh, one, one thing that, um, someone told me here is that, you know, there's a, sometimes there's a resentment that happens, you know, with, um, with uh, kids when they start to resent, they start to resent the thing that's taking mom and dad away or the thing that's causing, you know, issues, you know, because I, as I said uh, on Sunday, one of the things in ministry is that it, it does, it's, it's always with you. You don't, you don't necessarily, you know, Friday, you know, afternoon at 5 PM, you clock out. It doesn't, it's, um, you're involved, ministry, you're involved on so many different levels, you know, and I'm sure there's some other businesses that are this way, but I think the emotional level of being involved with people and their lives Mm -hmm. is something that sticks with you and, and for a good reason. Uh, but that's the thing that's difficult. You take that home sometimes that, you know, that weighs on you, uh, you know, that, and then you're not necessarily able to give to your kids what you would like to give, or, you know, you're on the phone at weird times of the night talking with, or, you know, you're always, you know, always working on weekends. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, you know, a lot of people, you do church during the day, you know, you go to church during the day, but then evenings you've got community group, you've got elders meetings, you've got this meeting and that meeting, which happens during the times that you're, you know, the other church ministry leaders can come because maybe they've got a job during the day, they come right. in the evening. And so, so, you know, there's a lot of time away from home and, and, um, evening times. And you, so you miss things and, you know, and over time that of course can cause resentment among the kids. And another one they, uh, they brought up was that, you know, in Sunday school, like pastor's kid is supposed to be the best behaved. Yeah. Well, the angel. Maybe they're not, you know, maybe they're like just like every other kid that, you know, doesn't like this, doesn't like getting whacked on the head by a toy or something. Or maybe occasionally they like to whack the other kid on the head with the toy. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows, you know, what it might be. But uh, I think it's healthy to have that expectation of the pastor's kid is he's just a normal kid, you know. And when we put our own expectations on how he should be acting or even us as pastors, when we put that expectation on our kid of you, you need to be better because I'm the pastor, you know, just not, not a lot of healthiness going on there. So yeah. we need to, we need to just allow them to be kids 
and make dumb choices because we all did it. And, and yeah, yeah. No, and 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 also, uh, what I've, what what uh, was told me is that you know many times people are trying to get to the pastor by going through his kids, and oh. so trying to you know trying to get the info, kind of get fact finding, like what's going on, what's happening here, where, you know yeah. this and that, and the kids like. I don't know. I don't even care. You know? It's like, you know, who knows, you know, yeah. uh, you know, I just want to hang out with my friends and do whatever it is that, that I do at my age. And yeah, I, I, I guess, you know, there's that self-sufficiency that happens. There's the pressure. I mean, you have to kind of grow up quicker. I think there's yeah. expectations that you, uh, you know, you need to be setting an example, you know, mm-hmm. these kind of things. And, I, you know, that's a lot of pressure for kids. And as you said, you know, that's why when I brought it up, I realized, you know, it's a loaded, the PK is a loaded acronym. You know? It is. <laughs> for a lot of people, like people are having, starting to have reactionary. It's like a trigger word. How do those kids <laughs> respond to that, all the, that pressure, those expectations? Yeah. And, and, and oftentimes, more often than not, you see they there's extremes with pks but there's rarely in the middle middle yeah so yeah. they're just the perfect kid they do everything well yeah, and then the, or they go off kids. the rails you yeah. know and and that that can also be difficult for the 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 pressure put on the on the elder or the pastor or the ministry leader when they realize their kids are you know they've done all they can but their kids are just acting out and and you know and that's when we as a church are as, as a church family instead of being judgmental come alongside, you know, and say, Hey, yeah. how can I pray, pray for you? And how can I support you? And these kind of things, instead of pointing the finger, like, well, you're just a bad parent, you know, maybe you should be, you know, practicing what you're preaching, you know, yep. on those, those kind of things. And, and, uh, you know, so just, you know, just every, you know, I, I don't think I mentioned the actual verse, what we're talking about here. You must, you know, it says there in verse four of chapter three, he must manage his own household well with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. <laughs> right. And, you know, while it's submissive, that's a trigger word right there, you know, um, <laughs> that word's evolved. We don't, we don't use the word submissive anymore, but, uh, you know, cause it has so much negative, negative stuff connected to it these days, but you yeah. know, submit. We in the West have uh, attached negativity <laughs> to that word. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, and but that you know, that I think there's, you know, that can be difficult for the reasons we we've talked about, where where the the ex- expectations on the role of, of in leadership in a church, especially as you grow, you know, you have more people, you have more time, you know, less time to spend with others, and you know, at home, and and I think you know, I think what's important about that. Is that, and this is something that I've learned over the years as well. When when I was, you know, pastoring a worship team, so you know, my when I was in in Budapest, the worship team was you know as large as 40, 45 people at sometimes, and you have, wow. you know, so you realize I realized at one point, hey, <laughs> I am actually now pastoring these people. They they are, I'm now the the person they come to for for whatever it might be counseling. You know, they, whatever they're going through, prayer and, and 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 you know, trying to teach them and all these things. And and one of the things I learned uh, during that time is that when somebody got married on the worship team, I would tell them, uh, "I want you to come back until you and your wife, or you and your husband, have decided this is what you want to do," because they have to be on board. Because right. it's, you know, I think from this passage, you can, you really, you glean the idea that 
yeah, a leader, the elder might be called, but hey, guess what? The wife's called too because of all the things we just talked about right now. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and so that was something that I kind of put in place, you know, not necessarily as a fast, you know, a, you know, hard rule, um, but just like, you know, just I think in a sense, godly wisdom to say that you were single when you joined this team. You are now married. This is a big commitment yeah. that you're doing. You're you're spending, you know, your Sundays away. You're apart. You know, you're not necessarily enjoying church together you're on a stage she's not you know you're there all three serve we had three services and same here we have multiple services and and so that was just something where hey you you guys you go home and pray about it Mm -hmm. and if you guys decide that this is something you want to do together yeah then you know that's wise then we talk it again you know because it is a it is a family everybody as we just talked about the kids the wives the husbands everybody's involved in this thing called church and especially if you're in leadership yeah you know, and I think it, that's the way it should be. The church is the family of God. This is the mm-hmm. body of Christ. We all, but it comes with its, you know, <laughs> warts and all. <laughs> warts and all. <laughs> yeah. so, well, with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but do you have anything else to add on that point? No, I think we covered so, it pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was yeah. It's so PKs, you know, we love you, we cherish you, and uh, you know, it's uh, God's going to use all of you and has been using you. And, uh, you know, um, we just pray that whatever bitterness and hurt <laughs> you might have been going through. But no, uh, no, it's just good. Just so good. But that's just something to remember for all of us who are part of the body of Christ, that we're here for one another, to support one another. And um, that's what God's called us to do. So if you, whitefieldschurch.com, you got any questions, thoughts, anything on that, please interact with us. Send us a question. Um, like, subscribe, do all of that kind of stuff. And we look forward to seeing you next week. God bless.